If you missed part three of the live special last night and you are not a member of The Blaze, uh, the uh, VOD version on YouTube and Blaze TV is up now. See it on YouTube. Share that with your friends who are not members of The Blaze. And I ask if you find this information important, please support us so we can do more research like this. Uh, and you can go to blazetv.com and subscribe. You get $20 off your subscription if you use the promo code GB20OFF. Also, we have uploaded the raw version of the research and the scripts to glenbeck.com slash Hydra. Uh, and this is, this is something that we have released every piece of information, all of the evidence that what we laid out last night was true, you can find it right now at glenbeck.com slash Hydra. Pat Gray joins us, who was in the studio last night. I was surprised to see you last night. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed being there. Uh, I enjoyed checking out uh, Twitter afterwards, too, and <laughs> looking at some of the some of the negative com- comments. Yeah, really? You know? yeah. yeah. But yeah. what I found interesting, there was a common thread through virtually, well, every single one that I saw. Mm-hmm. Was that uh, Glad back in your own conspiracy Good to see you're back on conspiracy theories Not a single one of them Addressed the content of the show Of course not I, I doubt they even watched it Of course not Of course not Not one of them I mean you would think Alright uh, I'm curious They're not They're just not even curious I guess Democrats can just do no wrong In their eyes and then they're not interested uh, it's really a shame. It's and it's, really a shame. it's it's not, you know, there is, you know, there's such a thing as conspiracy to commit murder. Okay. That's a crime. Mm-hmm. And it's a conspiracy to commit murder. Conspiracy is not a bad word. Conspiracy right. theory is what you're talking about. And that is, I'll bet you that these guys work together. That's a theory, kind of like the theory of evolution, it's not a fact. It's somebody's idea. But a conspiracy fact is when you have all of the the uh, paperwork, all of the uh, evidence, mm-hmm. everything to show, mm-hmm. yeah, this happened. Look, this person was working with this person who's working with this person, all on the same page. Here's what they said they were going to do. Here's the evidence that they did it. Now that's a conspiracy fact. And that's what uh, I I enjoyed seeing. Um, who is at the source of this? Uh, as you revealed the very the, the very beginnings of this in our country, I thought that was amazing. Uh, that's the first thirty minutes. Yeah, Here's uh, that was. I was really afraid of that um, because that is that's tough stuff. Taking mm-hmm. you through history mm-hmm. uh, and talking about. Um, you know, conspiracy theories and showing you from the beginning, the birth of this socialist Hydra. Mm-hmm. And you have no idea how the State Department, the State Department was not like it is now. And anybody who's honest with you knows it's the State Department is a hornet's nest. It's more of a scorpion's nest. It is, it is, uh, an independent thing that just everyone, not everyone, a lot of the people involved are the career politicians who or the career, you know, servants who are not going to be thrown off course. 
Oh, look, Mr. Mm-hmm. President, I've been here longer. I'll be here for the next two presidents. We're not doing that. And this is where you reveal uh, who was at the source in America of starting this whole State Department skullduggery. And Do we have that clip? Do you have the clip, Sarah? Doesn't sound like this there guy it is. Here it is, is Walter Lippmann. He's a famous American journalist and was a member of the New York Socialist Party. In fact, here's the New York Socialist Party at the beginning. In France, near the world, uh, end of World War I, he worked briefly on the staff of this guy, Edward House. Hmm. Now, Edward Names House heard. is really interesting because... Here he is with Woodrow Wilson and his really evil wife, who was actually president for a while, but that's a different story. Um, Here he is over here with the president. Now, House was the president's closest advisor. Wilson and House's partnership was a little shady because House wasn't a member of Wilson's cabinet. He had no official position at all, and yet he lived at the White House. In 1917, House put Lippmann in charge of a secret panel. It was a presidential top-secret research group. Here they are. It's called the Inquiry, which made up pretty much almost the entirety of the Ivy League academics. And Lippmann recruited most of the advisors and the Inquiry met in secret to design America's post-World War I plans for the world. While the inquiry was hard at work, Wilson wrote this to House, quote, when the war is over, we can force them, meaning the European allies, to our way of thinking, because by that time they will, among other things, be financially in our hands. Holy cow, that sounds pretty evil. And it is. And thus, the unconstitutional practice of non-elected officials running the United States government Began right there with Woodrow Wilson uh, and and his cohorts. Edward and you see, House and- did you know about the directive? <clears throat> did no. you know about that stuff? No, uh, I, I didn't either. Didn't we know didn't about know it. about this stuff until we started, you know, research inquiry. Yeah, the inquiry. Yeah, I mean that stuff is like what? Yeah. And and it's it's the reason why we started this special with this lesson on history. Is because you need to show, you need to understand. People dismiss all this stuff as conspiracy theory, and it's it's not. It's all documented. In fact, uh, what was the name of the book of the CFR? The history of the CFR. Remember, we were oh. both laughing at it. Um, it it's it's called yeah. the in, uh, the inquiry is the panel that put this plan together to to. Um, institutionalize the Department of State outside of the the real power of the presidency. Uh, and uh, the inquiry uh, put that together. And I think the name of the book that is the history done by the Council on Foreign Relations is called Continuing the Inquiry. <laughs> That's right, yes. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. uh, it's pretty obvious <laughs> what they're doing here. Um, but we showed that because... You need to understand how the State Department grew into this monstrosity. Yeah. And then you you continue uh, through the years, and you see that they're still carrying on that work. And you revealed the name of one of the guys who's in this deep state cabal, uh, Alec Ross. Oof. 
uh, unelected official making policy. Uh, check out this clip. Let me have Ross describe it. This is Alec Ross addressing the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine, October 2011. Watch. And the force and effect of all three of these paradigm shifts taking place at one creates a moment of remarkably disruptive change. And for those of us that work in foreign policy, the change that I would argue is actually most significant goes to this issue. Power. Jeez. Wow. Just admit Disruptive it. change. Some might can describe this as chaos. But ultimately, mm-hmm. for those willing to exploit it, the reward is power. That guy is uh, is a, a remarkable individual that whose fingerprints are all over the world now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he was brought on by Hillary Clinton. Uh, he is part of the uh, the civil society 2.0 that we were talking about last night that is now institutionalized, that is actually training revolutionaries. I, and this guy nobody's ever heard of, and he's, he's playing an integral part in U.S. policy. We don't know about him. We've never heard of the guy. And here he is working behind the scenes. And billions of dollars are going. And really against the interest of, uh, freedom. of the United States of America and yeah. freedom. I mean, it's nuts. Uh, it's it's hard to believe this has been going on for so long, and we've never known about it. And this is why they don't want certain people to testify in the impeachment. And it's why they're so pissed off that Donald Trump is not following standard procedure. Everybody else follows this deep state guideline. We, you do it through us. You can't do it on your own channel. Well, no, he can go through any channel he wants. He's the president. He doesn't have to use State Department channels. The guy's got his own network of contacts all over the world because of his business interests he doesn't have to use the state department people there's nothing wrong with him doing what he did but man they take exception to that because they're losing their power so that's why we're i mean it ties it ties in to what's going on all over the world with the state department but it also ties into the impeachment process yeah big time it's the rosetta stone for the impeachment uh and what's happening what has happened recently uh, and what is coming our way? I, I want to ask you um, if you had the same impression. Two things became very, very clear to me that uh, I had been told. One of them was 10 years ago. One of them was probably 15 years ago. And I'll do that in here in a second. Uh, stand by one minute. And we're back to the program. Let me just tell you about our sponsor. So, uh, Stu and Pat, you guys have been with me forever, um, and you were with me at Fox, and two things happened. The first one happened, I think, in 07, and then another one happened in uh, 09 or 10. And the first thing that really came true last night, and I fully understand, is what Bush told me in the Oval Office. When Bush said, it doesn't matter who sits in this seat, they're going to see he was talking about war and our policies around the world. He said they're going to sit in this seat and they're going to get the same advice and they're going to realize the president's hands are tied. He he can't really do anything else. And I remember thinking that was horrifying. 
But last night when you saw the special, that was makes perfect sense. One hundred percent true. Yeah. You're, why even have an election of a president if this is the way it's going to run? Because they can say they want to stop wars, they want to do this, but no, the State Department is going to do it. Can I guess what the second thing is? Yes. George Soros and the comment he made? Yes. His people made? Yes. Do you remember what he said? Uh, His people. You're going to something to the effect that you you have to get on the boat or something to that effect. So it was a really scary, is the reason why I did the Puppet Master because I had. People who knew George Soros and didn't like him had worked with George Soros and didn't like him. Uh, that when I told them uh, to get some advice, I told them what his number one guy came over and had dinner in a public place with my number one guy at their request. Uh, and he was threatening. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine said, you have got to make sure everyone knows he's your number one enemy um, because, you know. Things do happen. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, what is that? All right. But what he said was, you tell your boss that the ship has already been built and it has already set sail. And you're either on that ship or you're not. And my guy said, uh, I can tell you without talking to Mr. Beck, he's not wanting to be on that ship. <laughs> uh, and that for the very first time made total sense yeah. to me i see what he has built mm-hmm. and it has sailed and it's not too late but the hour is growing very late he he said that to me what 10 years ago yeah easily 10 years and it, it it just shows that we were we had barely scratched the surface at that time this is yeah. a much deeper dive into what he's been doing and what he's up to and it's chilling when you think about the leaderless revolutions that you spoke of last night. And then, as you mentioned, Antifa is a leaderless what you keep hearing. revolution. You keep yeah, hearing these no are spontaneous and they're leaderless. Mm-hmm. And that's what our State Department, along with George Soros, are growing. They are. I mean, our documents show it. We have something written by George Soros that didn't come from a, 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 a FOIA request. It was actually leaked, uh, and it was uh, a, a something that George Soros wrote to the State Department about their partnership and how they were going to basically set revolutions all around the country, in uh, the world, including Ukraine. And that's what they've done. And we see the we see the fruits of that right now with in Chile, uh, in the Middle East, in Ukraine. I mean, all over the Macedonia. world. Macedonia, Macedonia, all of them. Yeah, it was interesting to see that how they were basically doing the tech uh, seminars where they would go in and train all these people um, uh, how to basically foment revolution with new technologies. The 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 guy who was um, we didn't have it translated for last night. I'm glad I remembered what he had said. Um, but the guy from Ukraine in the parliament, he's a very big Putin supporter. So, you know, that against him. But what he said was true. He stood up in parliament, and this is before their revolution, and said, I want you to know right now the U.S. State Department is a few blocks down from this building, and they are training revolutionaries to overthrow this government. It's happening right now. Well, he was right. 
And we have the proof. We showed you the proof last night. That's what they were doing. And look, like in the battle between Ukraine and Russia, I'm pretty pro-Ukraine. Me on too. This one. Me oh, too. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and 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 you know, Donald Trump uh, and his administration have sent these javelin uh, missiles over to take out uh, Russian uh, tanks. But what I think is frustrating is whether you think the policy toward Ukraine is right or wrong. If you, and you're in the State Department. You have to understand that our system needs to be respected. <laughs> if the president yeah. of the United States disagrees with you, you yeah, but, either need to leave but it's, it's, or try to convince him, uh, it, or that's it. They don't I, believe I, that. I am for the revolution in Ukraine. That was great. Okay, I'm for that. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to foment revolution. And beside that, you'll notice the State Department and the Obama administration did not give them military support. This whole system is to have a shadow government control the justice system, rewrite the Constitution, and keep them in need of us. It's, it's evil. It really is evil. Absolutely. And that's what they're really hiding. That's why you'll never hear from this whistleblower or any of the others that the GOP wants to call. Thanks, You're Matt. listening to Glenn. When I talk to people in cities, they often have a gauzy idea about Trump supporters. To them, Trump supporters are faraway anomalies. The obverse, the obverse is true in smaller towns, especially in the countryside, and not just the South or in middle America. You'll find tons of Trump flags along the back roads of Oregon, California, and the same for the East Coast. This is a story that's on glenbeck.com right now, written by our staff writer, Kevin Ryan. Um, the name of the story is America, Country versus City, and it's about the differences that uh, Kevin has noticed as he's traveling the country for us. He writes, earlier this summer, I was at a gun range in Clear Lake, Texas, and half a dozen people were wearing, wearing uh, MAGA hats, including one of the range officers. Drive an hour north on the Gulf Freeway to the Montrose neighborhood in Houston, and you'll find a much different dynamic. Because the divide is multifold and impressively nearly all separate attributes at play are polarized, probably because the liberals and conservatives literally don't live in the same places. They rarely cross paths. There are two Americas, same as ever, the countryside and the city. I've lived in both. There's plenty of similarities and plenty of differences. This is a, a series that he did on the 2020 election, and uh, you'll be able to read the whole thing at glenbeck.com. He's also going to uh, uh, Joel Olstein's place. Uh, what is it? Lake, Lakeside Church? What is the name of his church? Anyway, Joel Olstein's place in um, Houston, because Kanye yeah. is going to be doing um, a Sunday service at his church this Sunday. And I like Joel. I mean, I don't know what, you know, I know people don't like him because he's, you know, he's uh, prosperity gospel, I guess is what they call that. I don't think he calls it that. Yeah, but, but uh, some people yeah. call it uh -huh. that. Um, and, you know, I've talked to Joel and he's he's even Lakewood Church. Thank you. And he said, look, I'm a gateway. I'm a gateway drug. You know, I get the people who are not necessarily going to go to church and not going to talk about God. And I'm teaching the principles of God. And. I think he is. I think I mean, he is. It certainly fits with the Kanye thing, right? That's yeah. what Kanye is Kanye sort of doing. If you're if you're putting your salvation on on the line with Kanye, 
that, that you're foolish. And same with any preacher, honestly. Same with the Pope or anybody else. Your your relationship is personal, and uh, you just look for the people that you think can guide you where you are uh, and and move you into a deeper relationship as you go. Maybe that's Kanye for you. And if it is, go to Joel's church this Sunday. Yeah. I, I'm actually very excited about what Kanye is doing. I th- <sighs> think I am. T- I mean, I'm like, I... I, I mean, I don't see wait, there's wait, any wait, negatives me, to it. I yeah, mean, let me rephrase that. Currently, I'm very excited right. about what he's doing. I like all men. I expect him to let us down some way or another. Yeah. And, and I'd be horrified to find out that this wasn't legitimate. But right now, I think he's legitimate about what he's found. Yeah, I think he's legitimate. And, I, you know, look, I'm excited for him. Right. I if am he's too. found something uh, more valuable than the stuff he used to kind of deal in. Uh, that's great. And if he could get people to wake up and come back to uh, a God relationship, amen. And not to mention the conservative stuff. I mean, I think there's a good, besides the, like, I don't know what his actual policies are. I'm sure I disagree with lots of them. But the idea that just, it's okay and cool to question that 92% of a race should vote one way every time. Yeah. Like, just the fact that he's willing to stand up and say, you know what, Eh, that just seems weird, doesn't it, guys? That does to me uh, just that is is a fantastic development. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the fact that he's expanding it to something bigger and more important is 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 great. I mean, I I don't I don't like these sort of hype stories. And and I I never have had any interest in Kanye going back a million years. And it's not particularly interesting to me overall, uh, because, like, I think we as conservatives are we are the like, you know, the nerds that never get girls to talk to them and a no. second a celebrity talks to us we get all excited and we get all fluttery in our stomach and we're all like oh gosh now i love that celebrity that converted nine seconds ago we're you know i think it was laura ingram many years ago that did the um shut up and sing book and i think yeah. it was like relatively and she did the i guess shut up and dribble with lebron more recently and the idea being that like just do your thing stop pre- preaching politics to us and i totally cheer that on in a lot of ways because you know i want separation i want to be able to check out uh, entertainment and sports without dealing with all that nonsense but you realize that as conservatives the reality is shut up when we don't like what you're saying when is the second you're a celebrity that says anything conservative we're all over you we yeah, love you and de- we immediately embrace you it's true it's like we're the kid that like you can't get anybody to look at him at the prom and the second anyone comes over and talk to us we're like all in we are like devote our lives to whatever celebrity says i would like taxes to be one percent lower like that is where we are I mean, with Cardi B, remember Cardi B came out and she did a rant about how, I, what are you taking 40% of my money for? She's getting all pissed off. And we're like, every conservative radio station in America is playing the clips. We did it. Um, and it was a fun clip. And there's a lot of reasons for it. She's currently supporting Bernie Sanders for president. Bernie Sanders, who's going to raise her rates to 90%. But if she kept saying 40% and saying lower and lower, we would, we would embrace her. That's just what we do. Because we apparently need someone to dance with at the prom, and celebrity is powerful. It really is. So from that perspective, I like the idea that Kanye is not only doing just the politics thing, but also, you know, a But let's keep it into item. perspective. Yeah. I, I yeah, remember I, yeah. there was a girl that I had, uh, Angela Cuevas. I had the biggest crush on and- Angela Cuevas. <laughs> and if she's, 
she, you know, I'm from Seattle area, so she probably is not a fan of mine. So my apologies. Well, she's hearing this. She's probably climbing on a stool with a rope on the ceiling. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, dear God. Oh, no. I had the biggest crush on her. <laughs> and and she was, uh, what, two grades ahead of me. She was a senior and I was a sophomore. And, and I was a geek. And she was the kind of girl that, you know, would date the football, you know, uh, player. And... um and there was a there was a summer where she started showing some uh, throwing some shade my way, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my Wait, gosh!" Throwing shade, there. meaning like she was disrespecting you? No, or that, she... so the opposite. Okay, so she was, she was showing a little of attention. Yeah, she was, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was showing a little attention to me. She, I can guarantee you, she had absolutely no interest. Oh, in Oh, I can me. guarantee it too. I don't even know who she is. I can guarantee yeah, you. Okay, so but she had no interest in me, but she, but. To me, it was like, oh my gosh, because she was very popular. <laughs> she was beautiful, yeah. uh, you know. And I was like, huh? is this Hi. happening? This Holy is crap. happening. This is happening. This oh, is happening. Yeah. No, it it wasn't happening. Mm. It, it it was never going to happen. And even if it did happen, you were probably being used to piss somebody else off. Yes, you know what like I mean. An eighties high school movie. Where... That's right. Mm-hmm. That's what you, as a conservative, that's what you have to remember. That's who we are. And that celebrity is Angela, and she's never <laughs> going to like you. Every once in a while, they do. Yeah, every once, every in, a while once they in a while, they do. And we fall head over heels in love with them it's immediately. The minute she st- it's true. the minute she was like, "Hey, Glenn," I was like, "I love, I love you. you. I will dedicate my life to you." <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you need from now to the end of time, it. I will do. That's exactly, That's exactly it. it. It is. You jump is. right in. You just have to remember, we're not 15 anymore. No. Okay? We're not 15. No. It's true. It's true. And that's why we, we try to, you know. The, it's the, hard. The, it's hard not to be with cool kids. To yeah. spend your whole life. It's very human. Never being with the cool kids. It's hard. It's why, it's why, it's why there are so many... Um, progressives and so many people that claim they're liberal and they have absolutely no idea what they're talking about because it's the cool kid club. Yeah. They, I, I mean, you just don't, who wants to be the outcast? Yeah. I mean, like, look, you know, the, look at the celebrities that, that there are some big celebrities that are obviously the president of the United States is a giant celebrity uh, who is president of the United States and has a lot of influence, but like we'll to- we're totally all in on you know embracing you know Scott Bayo a thousand times over. Scott Bayo seems like a good guy. I don't know much about him, but he seems like a good guy. He talks about Republican things. We're all over it. Liberals have like nine million celebrities that are as famous as Scott Bayo, and they never <laughs> reference any of them. Yeah, because they have all the giant celebrities that are there, and they're you know anytime we hear any like uh, what's his face Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt says something that says, like, it's just not, I don't despise everyone who's a Republican. It's, like, the only line they have to clear. Yeah, oh, yeah. If they even say, I've never, I mean, Chris Pratt is religious. There's no indication, per se, that he's politically conservative. We don't care. We're like, you said something nice about something we like. Here's the thing. What did I say? I came back and um, Jennifer Gardner was there, remember? Yeah. And I'm in love with Jennifer yeah, I dump Angela for you, Jennifer. <laughs> anyway, I'm in love with her, okay? Yeah. And um and so we're at this thing together and no, I mean not together. No, she's you're at in an the event. same she's room I'm in. There yeah, is a okay. coincidence that has occurred that yes, you're at the same it's event. Not, we yes. didn't go together. Anyway, right. so she probably walked into the room and went, Oh dear God, it's Glenn Beck. <laughs> and um and my daughter went over, Hannah went over, and just she didn't know who she was. 
She didn't know who Jennifer Gardner was? I don't think so. And she just went over and she was just talking to her. And they talked for a while. And I'm like, my daughter is talking to Jennifer Gardner. And um, and then I went, uh, then she left. And my daughter left, and I went over and I said, do you realize who you were just talking to? And she's like, no, she's really nice. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's Jennifer Gardner. And then I reminded her we had watched something with her, and she's like, oh, my gosh, that's her. And I'm mm. like, yeah. Pretty soon, Cheyenne's back over there. And now I'm like, oh, dear God, leave her alone. <laughs> and, you know, she's asking for a picture and stuff. And I, I come over, and I'm like, I'm really sorry, Jennifer. And, you know, that, that moment of, oh, dear God, I'm speaking to a monster kind of did flash in her eyes sure sure um but she was really kind and nice and didn't throw me under the bus or anything else mm-hmm. and didn't that was enough for me yeah right like now you think she's the nicest person in the yeah world. i'm like she, she didn't spit in your face when you walked over yeah, that's all she didn't go you're a monster <laughs> right it's, it's incredible it, the, the low expectations <laughs> the bar is so <laughs> low uh, by the way i will say uh if you want to read something that's just fantastic this weekend read this profile of tom hanks um i'll tweet it and uh that's out today it's by, I, th- I think it's the New York Times that wrote it, but it's a, just one of those profiles. They're following around. He's doing the Mr. Rogers movie yeah. uh, that's out. And basically, she's kind of comparing Tom Hanks to the real Mr. Rogers. And and she talks about how, like, basically just doing an interview with Tom Hanks, he's such a real good guy, and all the things you think about her are so him are so true that it, like, changed the way she felt about the world. It's like that is basically the outline of the article you know and, and all I the just, stories about tom hanks in this thing it's it's incredible he seems like the greatest guy ever i just got a red carpet invitation mm. to join tom hanks yes at the premiere of that mm-hmm. he likes me <laughs> i think he might be on our side i'll dedicate the rest of my <laughs> life to him <laughs> <laughs> This is the Glenn Beck Program. One thing we've talked about a lot is the special that aired last night. And, you know, you might think, all right, well, uh, well you know, you're, Glenn's promoting his own thing, um, <laughs> which is true. He actually is promoting his own thing. However, you're giving it away for free, so you're terrible at business. Um, but the point here is not you're promoting. This is not about uh, promoting something because, you, you know, you're trying to make some big deal out of it for your own personal thing. This is and it's not about this giant separate issue. It's about understanding the impeachment and knowing exactly where these people are and why they're answering these things. It's the way. Rosetta Stone for the impeachment. Yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. So there's this, there's this one little thing. I have not seen this publicized anywhere uh, other than what we're about to do here. It happened during the impeachment uh, hearings, and it was with uh, with Kent, who was one of the two people that that He's the bow tie guy. Yesterday, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and here is the question they're talking about. You know, Remember Donald Trump called— with, to Zelensky, he talked about the uh, Ukraine election situation, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, well, that's just a conspiracy theory. And if you listen to any mainstream reporting about it, what they will say is, he, he, he asked about the Ukrainian election, whether they uh, in, in interfered into our elections, and this is a baseless conspiracy theory. It's been completely debunked. There is absolutely nothing there, but he continues to go down this road. And then here's a question, again, asked, to uh, Kent in yesterday's hearings. Listen. Who's an expert on Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And to your knowledge, is there any factual basis to um, support the allegation that Ukraine interfered in the 2016 election? To my knowledge, there is no factual basis. No. 
Now, look, this is a Ukrainian expert. This is a guy who's been watching over this. He's been there, you know, looking over this. This is his world, right? Two people, including the guy who is heading up the anti-corruption organization in Ukraine, were convicted on meddling in American elections in 2016. Convicted. Convicted. One of the reasons they were convicted is because there was audio tape of them saying it that was recorded and, play, and played in court. I think it was played in court, but it was definitely released. It was uh, released. To the media it was, in yeah, everybody in Ukraine knows this. Yes, we played it. The media, I think, knows it, but there's no doubt that Kent knows it. And you could say, I don't believe it. I think there was corruption there, whatever. But there is a factual basis for it quite clearly. There's an audio tape that supports it. There's a conviction, two convictions that support it. So you know this stuff in advance. You look and you can be much more skeptical and know exactly how and why they're lying. This is why it's important to know the whole story, not just what you're getting from the news. You can find it now at glenbeck.com, also on YouTube or blazetv.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck.